Last Friday, I was volunteering at Family Point Resources, which is just a little ways uh, down Memorial uh, from Emmanuel. Family Point has offered, or does offer, uh, after-school programs for uh, children in the neighborhood, and they also offer other services for families and children. And school was not in session last week, so they were offering time for kids to just come and hang out for a little while in the afternoons, time for parents to have a bit of a break and possibly clean up their houses um, as they need to. So I went there to help with that. I spent a little bit of time on the soccer field, very little bit. Mostly, I was building Legos with some of the other kids. And um, what was really cool was getting to see what they came up with and how excited they were over their new creations and showing them off and, hey, look what I did here and this and that. There was the occasional dispute over, that piece is mine, but mostly we were just together and admired each other's work. And afterwards, I was talking with the executive director of Family Point Resources, Stephanie Ruzek, about Family Point and the needs of the neighborhood. And she was telling me that they need folks to help out, continue to help out with after school, of course, and they're also assembling teams to muck out houses of families who are there in the neighborhood. All are welcome to join in these efforts, by the way. Um, but one thing that was so heartwarming that Stephanie pointed out in our conversation was this role reversal of folks at Family Point, folks who they are used to helping, were out there helping their neighbors and helping folks from Family Point. And there was this total reverse of what's usually going on. The humanity that she has seen in the wake of Hurricane Harvey has far surpassed the damage that has been done. Fear of the other and fear of the unknown seem to be down right now. And our shared humanity seems to be coming to the fore. Stephanie shared her joy with me at this recognition of and this living into our common humanity. And our hope and prayer is that that common humanity will continue on as we continue on after the rebuilding efforts. Reaching out for one another and recognizing our shared humanity feels like our pre-Harvey burdens have been lifted. Burdens that we were not even all that aware of, the burdens of fearing others, the burdens of ignoring others. And amidst these burdens we often carry, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my burden is easy, and my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Now Jesus' yoke is his teaching, his way. And as much as our religion has, over the centuries, come up with ways to make Christianity seem really hard, the way of Jesus, the actual teaching of Jesus, is easy and light. The way of Jesus takes other burdens off of our shoulders and lightens our loads as we then walk this life together. Jesus takes... Uh, Sorry, I misread that. I'm not used to doing this on a computer. Couldn't print this morning. Darn. Not a problem. Jesus 
takes other burdens off our shoulders and lightens our loads as we walk this life together. And helping others with our post-Harvey newfound common humanity has felt lighter than before. This is the way and teaching of Jesus. Post-Harvey, we have been walking in the way of love. And we have been less encumbered by the burdens of fearing the other, less encumbered by the burden of ignoring the other, less encumbered by the burden of enmity towards the other. I've found that friends and family who have estrangement growing or who have had estrangement growing over political and religious differences have found that those differences don't matter all that much. In the wake of Harvey, our petty differences and even our important differences still keep us different, but they don't need to divide us. If we do need to be divided, God's going to sort that out at the end of all time. And I mean that in all seriousness. Jesus taught on several occasions that any sorting out of the people that needs to be done Any dividing of humanity will be done by God at the end of the ages. And in the meantime, Jesus taught that we are to live with one another and sometimes put up with one another. But above all, to love each other and to live out our common humanity. Paul told the church in Rome, Owe no one anything except To love one another. Now the burden of fear keeps us from loving one another. And there are few heavier burdens in the world than fear. Except perhaps a desire for vengeance. Before Paul wrote to owe no one anything except to love one another. Paul wrote repay no one evil for evil. Avenge never avenge yourselves. But leave it to the wrath of God. Our desires for vengeance may seem justified, but it's a heavy burden. And Jesus' yoke, his teachings, his way, seeks to lighten that burden. If another member of the church sins against you, Jesus taught, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. And if the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. Now, in my experience, it's usually folks come to me first. And then I say, hold on a second. Have you talked to this person about it yet? No. Go talk to them. If it doesn't work out, I'll even let you skip step two and we can try to work it out together. No one's come back yet, which I hope means that it worked out and that step one was enough to seek reconciliation. That even if all three of those steps don't work out, Jesus said, if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Okay, so if we're being honest, that means that We're going, if that person is going to hurt us, that Jesus is teaching us to go there, heart in hand, ready to be hurt again. Not an easy task. He says, my yoke is easy. He's asking us to do something that's not easy. 
Doing so requires a fair amount of courage and vulnerability. We might just get hurt again. Going to someone and seeking reconciliation, however, is so much easier and lighter than carrying around the burden of hurt forever. The weight of carrying that pain around is hard and heavy, and carrying the accompanying fear and mistrust takes our hearts of flesh and turns them into hearts of stone, weighing us down even further. We trust less and less, and we fear more and more when we don't seek reconciliation, and then we end up with our pre-Harvey burdens of fearing the other and ignoring the other and holding enmity towards the other. Seeking reconciliation is a far easier and lighter burden than the burden of carrying fear, mistrust, and enmity. And then even if we can't be reconciled, Jesus taught that we still don't need to carry that enmity around. We get to drop it. We get to let it go. If you can't be reconciled, then let that person be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So on the one hand, if you're considering the person to be outside of your life, apart from you, if they're a Gentile and a tax collector for a Jew, that meant they were on the outs. They weren't really a part of you. On the other hand, what grudge are you going to hold against someone who is not a part of your life? Let go of the grudge. Let that person go. Wipe the slate clean. It would then be up to the other person at that point to rebuild the relationship. Realizing also that Gentiles and tax collectors were part of Jesus and the early church first mission field. So there is a writing off and a starting over in Jesus' teaching about when reconciliation doesn't occur. Death and resurrection. Such is the way of Jesus. Such is the easy burden and light yoke of Jesus. Our shared humanity seeking out the other without fear Forgiven and actively seeking out reconciliation. These are the way of Jesus that we absolutely need in our post-Harvey lives. And what we need in our post-Harvey life as Emmanuel. We need each other. We always did. We always did need each other, but pre-Harvey, we had the ability to feel secure enough in our things, in other things, not to realize our need for each other quite so acutely. Our pre-Harvey lives are dead and in the tomb. Because we were made to be and called to be a spiritual oasis in West Houston. And pre-Harvey West Houston is dead and in the tomb. And something new is emerging. Post-Harvey, we have been woken from sleep and we realize just how much we need each other. More than a building, more than programs, we need each other. Emmanuel, Episcopal Church and School are new creations by water and the Word. 
So we need to stay joined together and we need to discover new ways to join together as well. In our post-Harvey resurrected life, we need to keep reaching out into our community. We are the church. We, the people. Without a building that we can enter into right now, one of our own anyway, we are the church. And this is a challenge for us, and it's also a wonderful opportunity because we get to live into our common humanity. Without our building to gather in for a time, without that building to serve from, we get to go and gather and serve in other people's buildings. We get to gather and serve in other people's homes. We get to join with our neighbors as they gather together and serve. With prayer and reconciliation, we get to continue in this resurrected life. We get to continue to share in our common humanity as a new creation by water and the word. Following in the easy way and light burden of Jesus.